Welcome to the Dad's Night Podcast, where ridiculous becomes reality. We're your dad hosts. I'm Chris Parrish. And I'm Tommy Reed. Today we're joined by USC legend and NFL quarterback Matt Barkley. We'll talk about going from modern day high school to starting as a freshman at USC, hanging 50 points on UCLA, his NFL career, and balancing life with three young children. We'll also recap Tommy's epic Dad's Night party and Father's Day. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Network. You were dancing. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling, uh, you know, you know. I, I think we should just get right into the three dubs. Let's do honestly. it. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, where are you going? What you're doing? What you excited about? Is brought to you by Postal.io. Hey, dads. What's the easiest way to delight your customers and prospects? Sending one of a kind corporate gifts with Postal offline marketing software. Postal helps companies to create meaningful connections at its scale while tracking it all in your CRM. Learn more and get a free trial at postal.io slash dads. All right, Chris, what are you excited about? I mean, like, well, there was I a big weekend. It, it was a big, actually, two weekends, and we got to get into it because it was, I thought nothing could top last year's Dad's Night Party, but you did it. Kudos to you. I mean, isn't that a we? Isn't that a we did it? Well, I was just there. I was just there to help out, but you did a great job. Uh, how many? What was the head count this year? Uh, we had fifty-five dads, and um, I mean, let's just go. I'll break it all down. For let's you. break it down. So, a year planning, as as everyone knows, I've been uh, reaching out to brands and restaurants locally for a year, trying to collect local as much, influencers as much free swag as possible. So, I want to make it so, like, when dads leave dads' night, they're leaving like the Oscar gift thing. Okay, that's what it felt like. So. What did we deserve? Well, we deserve a step and repeat, which we had. Mm -hmm. um, it was uh, 10 feet wide by 8 feet tall. Beautiful. Um, and we had a red carpet this year. Oh. So naturally, when you have a red carpet, you got to have cornhole. Mm -hmm. So we had cornhole in the front yard. Naturally, they go and, hand in yeah, hand. We had hand, you know. Um, and then, look, we, were, we had the South Bay Brisket King, Randy Wilson, make two of these Snake River Farms Wagyu he brought, he briskets. Brought his, he brought his A-plus game. So he, started, he brought his Texas barbecue. Started prepping those on Thursday, I That's think, correct. for Saturday night. That's correct. And um, so basically everyone arrives at 4 o'clock. Mm -hmm. By 5.30, the brisket gets, you know, unveiled. Brisket's gone. Queso's gone. Queso's gone. You, I mean, you made a great smoked queso. I smoked some chorizo. queso this year. It was unbelievable. Was and uh, so we had an open bar. We had beef and bourbon theme again. But this year we had a uh, ugly Hawaiian theme shirt. We, we did. And, uh, Friend I, of the pond, Dan Stevenson. Friend of the pod, great dad. Um, he surprised me because I would say about at least 40 of the dads wore an ugly Hawaiian shirt with my face put yeah, all over it. Which makes it beautiful. It, it was great. It yeah. was, uh, you know, for those that are on social media, you can go to my Instagram and look at the picture. But uh, it was great. So uh, then at 730, we do our raffle chug where we basically mm. give you this free item. So you're going to get a $100 gift certificate to a local restaurant. or You're going to get some Viore sweatpants that were sponsored. Or you're going to get some Roan polos that were yeah. sponsored king's gear cuban cigars whatever also, it is friend of the pod evan cassio got boxing gloves he did and i had an issue so i'm at this party and my dad calls me so i'm gonna go take the call you know i just step outside that's when my name was called so i walk back back in everybody's giving me a hard time booing. They're, they're they're booing him. booing me booing where because is i he? wasn't in there when my name was called travesty 
But somehow uh, in, in between, Evan Cassio got uh, boxing gloves. So I come in, and I'm no good at chugging beer. So I'm trying to yeah, chug a beer. Really bad I'm getting food, and I'm getting punched in the back by Evan Cassio yeah, with boxing well, you gloves. you deserve it. I know, but I was taking a call from my dad. Yeah, it was, I know, it was a tough one. You know what? I should have so, silenced it. You're right. So the raffle chug is like when you get your name called out, you got to come up and chug a beer, and then once you're done chugging the beer, you get your your raffle item. Okay. Right. So um, our grand sponsor, our, our grand prize this year was a $500 bottle of tequila from Codigo, and below that was the $250 Cool Cabana. So those right. are some pretty awesome prizes. But when Chris Parrish came up there, he gave a display of a chugging beer that, like, Literally, it felt like a year just went by. It was just deplorable. I didn't even it, do it. It was so bad. And the guy's Nobody six can three. drink beer faster than me, but I can't chug. I mean, it's just... Anyway. No it's one of my many flaws. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's an oxymoron. Yeah. I, I mean, so, so anyway, we do the raffle chug. We're having a great time. And then the hit of the party was Josh Zuckerwise getting 100 oh. cheeseburgers from McDonald's delivered at 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock at, night at night. Just a strong move. 200... Nuggets. Yeah. And we, I think there was like a dipping contest where like we had every dipping sauce that McDonald's ever made out. Yeah. People well, it was dipping. curated. It was unbelievable. Yeah. So um, the party went to about 2.38 in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm like, just got to stop. Stop playing cornhole. Leave. Yeah. Of course, some guys went to the castle. I don't know As you do. Were, I, I don't know if they were still alive today. Not I mean, one of our sponsors. Not, not one of the our sponsors. The castle's not one of our sponsors. Um, but it was an epic night. It was It was... I mean, there was a cigar alley where everyone was smoking the cigars over mm-hmm. there. I mean, it was just it was just a flawless execution. Nonstop coolers of hams. Beer. I mean, this year we had so much beer. We had some bush light. We, I think there was only about a case or two left out of the 28 cases that yeah. were donated. And it was all the high society stuff like Modelo. Yeah. So, I mean, like the bush light, the gone, hams. Gone. You know, Bud yeah. Light's gone. It was great. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of who's who were around Manhattan Beach were there. You know, you have... Friends Pretty, of the Pod uh, were there. We had the uh, Ryan have, Khalil was there. You had, you know, Evan Cassio, Mark Montpaul brought some lemons. Yeah, yeah. You had, uh, you know, Chip Kelly. Hmm. You know, you had a lot of the Kings players, Andre yeah. and, and Greener, two Stanley Cup legends. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there was Tommy just, Reed was there. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just un- unbelievable. Matt, you were missed. You know. Um, yeah, I had a wedding I could not miss. Yes. Uh, um, Got to miss that wedding next time. Yes. I People mean, are selfish getting married on Saturdays. I, I was like, man, I, I close the whole thing up. Because like, I want him to experience the dad's night. Yeah. Which I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to have another dad's night. And I think I'm. You know, we have to probably go somewhere on location next year, like a bar. Yeah. Rent out a so during facility. during the. Uh, the th- the thing Tommy comes up and he makes a speech and everybody's having a blast right and then he's he starts into like hey okay who wants to volunteer to host this next year and then everybody starts like walking away like not making eye t- contact with Tommy because and I'm that's nominating a big people that's a big ask. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a big ask oh yeah I'm, I'm nominating people and then all of a sudden they just keep on going we nominate Tommy Reed and everyone's like cheering for it again I'm great like, oh, vote man this is terrible yeah but the night was absolutely epic epic everyone had a great time we even had. Mark Murrell, who owns Get Main Lobster, fly in, and he brought us out 60 of the Hattie IPAs, which is the best beer in the world. It's great. So we were lucky to have that, taste that, and everything. Um, again, great party. Just a, it's, it's a celebration of dads. Right. You know, it really is. You get to just, and, and, and there's just open conversation, and there's no clickiness. Anyone could talk to anyone, and that's what we loved about that right. night. A lot of different dads from different pasts crossing and just celebrating being awesome. And so, uh, thank you for making it special with your queso. Um, <laughs> You're it was, welcome. It, it, it was it was a great. It's the very night. least I could it, do. It was, it was a great party. It led right into then, uh, you know, 
next weekend, which is you know this past weekend, which is Father's Day yeah. weekend, and um, what'd you do for Father's Day? Went down to the beach and yeah. made a picture of old fashions nice. and sat underneath the cabana. Nice, and just wanted to be in the shade. Matt, what did you do for Father's Day? We were out in La Quinta. Uh, we got oh nice family out there, and usually try to do a couple trips every year. Uh, but we went out with four or five other families. We all have kind of kids the same age that are nice. all in school together. Uh, Dad's golfed on Saturday. Nice, which, which course? Uh, we went to Silver Rock. Okay. Kind of tucked against the, the mountains there. I've gotten a triple bogey there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm still seeking a hole-in-one. Did not happen this trip. No. <laughs> uh, and then we just had some pool days and, and fun barbecuing with uh, with all the wifeys, and they showered us with love and affirmation. That's beautiful. what you deserve. That I love great. it. That was beautiful. That's awesome. I, uh, I had Amy's birthday was on Saturday, the same day as our daughter's. Had a three and a half hour dance recital. Yeah. So I got her an electric bike, which was great, but like we had no time to ride it on her birthday Saturday. So Father's Day, we took a bike trip nice. down, had some lunch as a family, Fun. and uh, it was all right. Now we can go biking together. There you go. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So um, are we big outside of the bubble here? Yes. I mean, is the so pod this growing? Is our, this is pod? our third episode on the Believe Network. That's right. Thanks to Bron and everybody. This yep. has been fantastic. And as a result, one of the many things that we get is more data than we used to get. We are blowing up. Blowing this up. This is a fact. And I, I'm looking at the stats right now. 5%, 5.35% of our traffic is coming from the kingdom of Spain, of Spain right now. Look at that. 5.15% is coming from Germany. But Germany's climbing. Schneller. Didn't Faustino say he's big in Germany? He did. Yeah. So still, we got 85% of it coming from the U.S., which makes sense. Uh, but this is big, Tommy. It is. It's, it's, it's really exciting. I'm starting to think about going on location in Spain. How, yeah. mi- how micro does this data get? Uh, I can tell you. Can, can we pinpoint down to after this episode whether Orange County gets a boost? In, ooh. In uh, ooh, you know what? I, I think I can request that actually. Yeah, we should. This could be huge. We could be huge. I mean, in Orange, Orange County. County versus South Bay. That could be huge. We're expanding to Spain and Germany and Orange County. And Orange, <laughs> Orange County. County. <laughs> you either got to get on a plane or t- take the four hundred five. <laughs> so well, this is big. I want to thank all of our listeners in Spain, friends of the pod. Uh, mucho gusto. E, uh, Me amo Tomas. <laughs> yeah, see, yes, sí. me gracias. amo uh, I can't speak German, but also Second thank Z you Deutsch. to the the Germans, David Danke. Hasselhoff, all that stuff. But this is this is big, and it, it feels good to be resonating. And Danke, I, I look Danke. forward to breaking Danke. into Danke. the OC. Maybe we'll go down to South Coast Plaza on location. Now we'll get into a conversation with quarterback Matt Barkley, the modern-day and USC Trojan star who just signed on for his second stint with the Buffalo Bills in the NFL. Uh, he was one of my favorite college players to watch, and it was awesome to have him here in the studio. And I can tell you that uh, Tommy and I and the entire Dad's Night podcast team will be Buffalo Bills fans this year, which will be great to root for somebody good because the Cowboys are terrible. Now back to the show. This is why I'm excited. Yeah. Because when we, you bring up the OC, yeah. there is one OC quarterback that just stands out from the rest, yep. and that is our own Matt Barkley, ladies and gentlemen, we have Matt Barkley in the house today. Very, very excited about this. Um, I have to take uh, some pride and uh, digest some things when we'll get to it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But for all of our listeners here today, um, he was the 2007 Gatorade Player of the Year, yeah. where he threw for 3,576 yards, 35 touchdowns, and nine INTs as a senior in high school. Okay, Ooh. or is it, is that his senior or junior year? Junior year. That was her junior year. I mean, like that's crazy. We got to get an intern. Okay, he was the first ever 
since Todd Marinovich to start at Modern, Modern Day, um, and you were allowed to call your own place. Yeah, we got to the point where, uh, well, I guess they were, you know, they'd come in with, you know, three or four options. So you'd have a, a run play that could go either side depending on the look. And if you had uh, a certain coverage look or pressure, we could, you know, audible to, to like a couple different pass plays. And so I guess that's what they consider calling your plays. But I mean, that's pretty next level. I mean, that's what we're doing in the NFL where you have a, you know, you want to get to the right look. You're not just calling one play and hoping it works. You know, they put that on my shoulders and it learned a lot from being in kind of a pro system in high school, you know, prepared me for SE and my time in the league. Yeah. And, you know, and speaking of that, um, you were the first true freshman quarterback ever to start at USC, an opening game. And your freshman year, you then go into Ohio State. The horseshoe. The horseshoe. Columbus, Ohio. My alma mater. Very excited about this. Great but game. You had this guy, Pete Carroll, as a head coach, and there was just something that he does. And I'm like, we're finally going to win. We're, we're going to win. They have a freshman quarterback. There's no way this kid's going to beat Ohio State. Underneath the lights, at the shoe. Yeah. You come in, and you play hurt, and you lead this fourth quarter 86-yard winning drive, and you beat Ohio State in Columbus at the horseshoe. It kills me. But what is <laughs> that feeling like? Something that Michigan like? doesn't do very often. What is that, what is that like, going underneath the lights to a horseshoe? You're freshman. It's beautiful. I think I had the benefit of being oblivious to the magnitude of that game. Uh, it was my first road game as a college football player. And That's I had grown up going to the Coliseum and watching you know, the Carson Palmers, the Matt Leinerts, the Reggie Bushes winning national championships, winning Heisman trophies, packing out, you know, 96,000 is, is comparable, not quite the horseshoe, but I mean, rocking, absolutely rocking. And so in my mind, like that's how games should be. Right. And so when we rolled up, uh, to the shoe, I didn't even really know what college game day was at the time, you know, what that meant. I didn't know, uh, that prime time of everyone was seeing it. Uh, I was just kind of had my horse blinders on, I guess. And it was so, so focused on on the task at hand, uh, it, it it worked in my benefit. But I still, to this day, it's the loudest environment I've ever been in. Really? Like, I know you play music, Chris, and yeah. like you put your head up to an amp and just drum as loud as I you can. Like, it. Yeah. it was louder than that. Yeah. Like, this was the huddle right here, this little circle. You would have to have read, read my lips to hear the play calls. Even during timeouts, for whatever reason, y'all just kept cheering. Made no sense oh, yeah. to me. <laughs> I mean, the horseshoes. Like TV timeouts, the guy's like holding his red, his yeah. orange gloves up, and I'm like looking over. I'm like, how? What are you talking about? What are you guys cheering about? Oh yeah, well, it's bananas. Yeah, they're absolutely drunk. bananas. They're they're. Absolutely... It's also tall. The horseshoe's tall. Keeps the sound. It does. And they're drunk. Straight down. And it's, yeah. Everyone's yeah came came down right on top of us. That was actually pretty cool. That game. Uh, there was the Seven Nation Army. Um, by the yep. White Stripes. Yep. Um. It wasn't really an anthem at that point. This was 2009. That's right. right. And we had sang that song in like training camp that year and like in meetings when Pete Carroll's up there doing dance, we were waiting for guys to roll in. You had Stefan Johnson up there, uh, Ronald Johnson. You had guys, you know, Matt Khalil was in there. And that Friend song, though, we'd, we would sing that song in our, that was like kind of our thing. 
And it ended up being my song, too, because uh, the marching band, USC marching band, greatest marching band in the history of the universe, mm. they choose a song for their quarterbacks. Like, Sanchez had some, like, mariachi song. John David Booty was booty, 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 rock anywhere. And they marching band play. It was pretty cool. And they chose, for my song, it was Seven Nation Army. Wow. Because that was number, number seven. seven. So that was, like, kind of my song in the band. Over Gnarls Barkley. Over Gnarls Barkley. Right, right. Over Crazy, yeah. yeah. So there was a, a timeout in, in the fourth quarter. Well, there was a pause or something. Uh, I think it was it was before that drive, and it was a, it was a, like a game changing moment when we were down, and they started playing that song, oh, you, no. just that bass line, and you heard that that bum, kick drum, bum, and, bum, 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 and our bum, whole silent. I don't know if it's on the TV copy or not, but we were going crazy like it was a nightclub, and we were jumping oh, up and down, <sighs> dancing everywhere, and it fired up our whole sideline. It was incredible. And then we had that that drive. Uh, you know, Joe McKnight, rest in peace, absolutely dominated. Um, McCoy, tight end, catching balls, that line. I don't know. It was just so surreal looking back because I, I was a kid. I didn't really know the magnitude yeah. of that, but it was just so fun. Like, I was always was fun. <laughs> we were saying earlier how I, there was that period of time starting with Carson Palmer through you. It was, just, it was so much fun to watch USC. Yeah, absolutely. And – just watching that game, just as a Michigan fan, so that was like second year of Rich Rod. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace. Um, like, just it just seemed unfathomable as a Michigan fan to go into the horseshoe and win a game like that, or like even it was just like, just like it was just crazy to it's, watch. It, that it's, game. it's storybook for USA. I yeah. mean, and, and then now we know. We played the wrong freaking song. The fire's <laughs> up. Matt Barkley, it's his <laughs> like song. It. He's like, they're playing my song from, and then, and then oh, look, the fire. He has a left tackle. Was it Ty- Tyrone Smith? So Matt Khalil, actually, Matt wasn't. I don't know if Matt was playing that year. Um, Charles Brown was my left tackle, I believe. Tyron Smith was my right. And yeah, and how big is he? Both Six nine. Yeah, he was two eighty five with it's a six pack and like. Six percent body fat. Yeah. yeah, he's a like a ten time Pro Bowl. The Cowboys have wasted yeah. his career. It's been fun to watch. I'm a Cowboys he's, fan. I mean, he he helped some of those Zeke years when they were dominating. Yep. But yeah. I mean, one of our best. Yeah, we Do had you, we had a lot of talent. Did it? I mean, being at USC, did it help? So, modern day is a big school. I it's taken me a while to understand this because like in Michigan, there's like none of that where like yeah. everybody goes to this school that's for football, right? I mean, like Chris Weber played basketball at Country Day, but like. You're in Newport, and where, where does the decision come for you to start going to Santa Ana every day for football? Just because you were so good, and this is like this is where you go. Well, so I actually went to one of their football camps in seventh grade um, because my cousin, who's a year older than me, was thinking about going there. Okay, and he, my cousin, was my number one receiver. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. in like youth football, and so he decided to go there uh, when I was in eighth grade, and so I went to the camp again the next year. And um, at the time, the public school I would have gone to, uh, Corona Lamar, did not have uh, that great of a football program. Since then, they've won like a ton of championships. It's kind of impressive how they've rebounded. But at the time, it wasn't it wasn't the best option. And I knew I wanted to play football, um, and there was a chance to compete for the job. Uh, and it opened up when I committed that um, yeah, it was just me and two guys pretty much. Um, so won the job. But uh, it wasn't. It was a 10, 10, 15 minute commute. It wasn't bad. Okay. It was actually cool just meeting meeting kids from all over the county. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and having guys over at our house. And in the summer times, our house was kind of like the hub because nice. you'd go in for morning workouts and you'd have this break uh, when there was what's called passing league. I don't even know if they have it anymore. All these kids are doing like these seven on leagues or it's like AAU basketball or something. But we'd, we'd have to come back to campus to do passing league in the afternoon. So everyone would converge on our house uh, because, you know, they want, they want to go home because it was, it was almost too far for some kids and we had a pool we would play like king of the raft we'd go out and play like madden in in the pool house or just blast the ac and watch gladiator or something just to (laughs) get off your feet right uh but i mean going going to school you know in santa Ana wasn't it was it was close and it was the best decision by far you know for me it's it's crazy like uh my friend up the street her son's gonna go to to modern day next year Oh, from up here. Yeah, I think it maybe uh, Cole maybe play oh, quarterback. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. And, and basketball, but just the like the ins and outs and the logistics of getting him down there, and then just like how competitive. I mean, he's a great kid, but like it's 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 like a junior football factory basically. Like all it's these nuts. kids. I mean, you go look at the the list of yeah. I mean, three Heisman Trophy winners, and and it's you know Jennifer Warren's who's saying uh the theme from dirty dancing also went there but um <laughs> just a crazy sports football factory like well and basketball for someone like cole uh you know they've they've won just about if not more national championships for basketball nuts and wow win state almost every other that's year or something nuts. like that so it so it's like the img academy for florida right. is what modern day yeah, is they for beat img yeah so, for south Carolina, south Southern California. Southern California. Modern day, St. John Bosco up in Bellflower. Um, Loyola up here in L.A. used to be one of the top schools. But but that league, which is predominantly Catholic schools, Servite is one of the top schools in Anaheim in the country. I mean, at one point, it was either last year or two years ago, St. John Bosco, Modern day, and Servite were the top in the top five in the country. All in the same league. They are playing each other. Wow. And it's just... The, the coaching, the talent, the kids, like I would, in my NFL locker rooms, I always get in arguments with, with kids whether like Florida football or Texas football is better, Pennsylvania football even. Sure. But, I mean, Ohio, just from my experience, it's it's hard to say that. It's hard to avoid Calif- Southern California football. Like, these kids are on another level, especially yeah. now. Do you think that Lincoln Riley is going to rejuvenate the program like how oh, yeah, Pete Carroll did? Big time. He already has. You're going to be going to SC games. Watch. Caleb Williams it's coming. It's a right? hot ticket. If you can it get is. me on the field, like like Chip does. Chip got us on the field in front of the pod. That's yeah. the only place we're going to go Chip now. Kelly. I'm not going to sit in a seat like some sort of plea. No, no. we we're, got to be like, on the field. When we went to the LSU-UCLA game, he spoiled us. Yeah. And he's given us... He's, we're ruined now. Yeah, now we go back to the Kelly ball in 2024 when he usually goes and plays Brian Kelly at LSU. He promised us LSU. Kelly ball. Yep. <laughs> Sidelines again. So. Brian, do you think Brian Kelly will still be there in 2024? If he keeps that southern accent, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> um, well, that, well. I mean, look. I mean, uh, you definitely lived up to the 2007 Gatorade Player of the Year. I mean, everything you did, everyone knew that you were going to be this awesome f- freshman phenom, and you were. You were a Heisman finalist, um, and then you get drafted to the NFL. I think did Chip Kelly draft you? Yeah, yeah. He did. So, so Chip Eagles. Kelly drafted you. The I loved pack. you in college. I mean, I love you now. And then you go to the Eagles. I was pissed. See, that was one. It, it's so interesting. You have no, you have no choice, right? Really, right, of course. Of where you go, you know, you, you choose where you go to high school. You get recruited to go to wherever you want in college. You get to pick, and then you're just treated like a piece of meat in the combine and oh, the yeah. 
the pre-draft process, especially with me, with my because I tore my shoulder uh, my senior year in the second to last game, and so you missed the Sun Bowl, right? Missed the Sun Bowl, yeah. missed the Senior Bowl, missed the Combine. I couldn't throw at the Combine, um, and you're just yeah. Treated so did like, that hurt your draft stock immensely? I think so. Yeah, because even look, I I came across some tape of my pro my pro day, so I I was able to throw at my pro day, which was I guess closest to the draft of any of those like opportunities. Right. And it was oh it was so bad. It was atrocious. Really? Like I I, I was like, I don't know why anyone even drafted me. <laughs> Probably should have gone undrafted. Was it just because your arm was still not right? Or? It wasn't healthy. Yeah. yeah. I was like a gimp, like just kind of chucking hand grenades yeah. out there. Uh but luckily, uh, you know, I'd played against Chip at Oregon. I had some some good games against yeah. uh, Oregon. Um and so he saw that and had seen, you know, me play for the last four years in college. Uh, so luckily that kind of spoke for itself. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> probably the last offense I, I thought of myself playing in. <laughs> but I learned a lot during that those was his years. First, <laughs> that was his first year, right? Yeah. 2013. Nah, 2013, 2013 yep. Vic, Nick Foles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's a very hard locker room to get, but you're yeah. still rehabbing yourself, so you're, it, it's actually good for you to watch and learn from those guys. What did you learn from Michael Vick? I mean, like I, I, I love I, Mike. Yeah, I mean, like everyone loves him, and like we all remember him playing him in Madden. It was like a yeah. dream, yeah. right? He's a creative player, but just the way he was, even on the field, like he would he would barely even warm up, walk out, and just that silky lefty oh, motion, man. just sling balls forty yards on a rope, like it was nothing. He he was incredible. Uh, great guy to be around. Great locker room guy. Uh, always did the right thing. Um, it was just fun to be around guys because I never had an older quarterback to really look up to. Because right. after starting as a freshman at Modern Day, there was the guys in front of me were were solid, but they didn't really like want to help me. Of course not. You know, and then the same at SC, um, Mitch Mustaine and Aaron Corp were kind of the older guys, and they were Arkansas Mitch Mitch Mustaine. Yep, right? yeah. yep, good teammates, but there wasn't like a mentor aspect to that, right? And so to be in the same room as as Mike and then, you know, more on the same, I guess, age group as, as Nick Foles, but still learned a lot from him. Um, still a close friend to this day. Uh, just really good, really good dudes. And so to be in that position where I could learn from a different perspective uh, was, was a good opportunity. And now you are back with Buffalo. What's back, it baby. like playing with Josh <laughs> Allen? He's the best. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like you guys are really good friends. He's like a, a little, I don't know if it's a little brother or like a son. It's, <laughs> I'm trying to decipher <laughs> or if I'm like an uncle to him. But uh, he is a man child. Uh, he's huge, Unbelievably right? gifted. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah he's a big boy and can move like he's yeah. a skilled player. And uh, it was crazy like coming receiver. out of college. It was going to be he's just not accurate. He's like a 52% passer or something, but it's just gone up and up and up yeah, year can, after year. You can get that's better. That's what you're hoping for. Right, guys? Yeah. Surprisingly? Yeah. What do you know? Yeah. You can work on things and get yeah. better, and that's what he's done. Because, yeah, even since that rookie year when I first signed with the Bills, um, he was, I mean, he was just firing the balls, and some were sailing high, and uh, he's really – He's really worked on that and toned things down and gotten more consistent with his mechanics, uh, and so it's it's awesome that we're back. I mean, when I when I told my wife we were going back in free agency this last spring, she started crying. She was so oh, happy just really because that community is so unique, uh, especially in the league. 
it's it's like the closest to a like a small college town right. that you'd find. It's one of the best fan bases for sure. It's it's the best fan base by yeah. far. Just how much they love them, uh, love all the players, love love the the team and everything about it. Um, but we got to know that team and like the players and the coaches even and the, the coaches' wives. My wife would meet with everyone. It was just the the most I don't know incredible atmosphere. And so to be back there and to continue those relationships and you know we're we have pretty good team put together so far yeah. with, uh, oh, man i think you guys are gonna, i think you're the team to beat in the afc it's, it's I mean, looking I really good do. just gotta put the pieces together and make it happen but um, you guys got your running back with cook this year and you got some other weapons in there good. and Diggs you got just some signed, defense right? going in there big <sighs> sign extension yeah, i mean a sick team I mean, if if stay it, healthy, we gotta stay healthy. Yep, they stay healthy, and uh, well, I, I remember you saying um, when we were playing cornhole and, and bottle bash down on the beach, and which I almost broke my finger because you th- throw the frisbee so hard. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that, what is they, that game? That Cotsman loves that game. It's bottle a, bash. Yeah, and um, and so yeah. you you basically said that like the Bills, like the community of not only the 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 Bills Mafia f- uh, fan base, but like the actual team itself has built itself into this. You know, they've really put themselves around Josh and really have this community feel. That's kind of like living in Orange County and Manhattan Beach where, like, you have this community feel. I think that adds to the camaraderie of the team personality, and I think you guys are going to do some really good things this year, Matt. I wish you all the best. Um, That's very exciting. Um, I mean, what's it like? Let me just – so you move the whole family out there. you got three kids, two boys and a girl. Yep. So they're going to come out with you. Yep. Um, the kids probably just think it's cool, like that weather. Like I grew up in Detroit. Like, yeah, we really? don't notice. You think it's it. cool, like going from Flip Flop City and like you yeah, know. They don't know. They're kids. They snow. They'll, they'll, they'll spend hours. We say just get out of the house. They, I mean, they have so much energy as yeah. it is. We'd say go get your snow clothes on and just run around. Yeah, and they would just. We would come in at lunch and we would have to change all our stuff because it's so through. <laughs> but I, I always say like I, I love the weather in Southern California. I would I, would, I never want to live anywhere else. But like there's there's nothing that can replace. We used to get up and you watched. We just had a storm and you're watching the local news yeah. to see if your school district was shut down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the snow like day. a free day <laughs> off day. was the best. You can never beat a snow day. Yep. So they love it. But yeah, to your to your I guess original question. Yeah, we all move out wherever I've played in the fall. We all move out together. And now, uh, yeah, my older boys are seven and six, so now they're in school, and it's it's a, a different uh, challenge to navigate because they'll be doing probably half and half, okay. um, half school down in Newport, and then yeah, half in in Buffalo. So they've they've lived in seven eight cities already. They yeah, know how to Chicago, make friends. Chicago, you guys. They know how to make friends. Any yeah. room they go into, they'll make friends. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the benefits. Your, 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 moving your boys around. are definitely social and they love to just anyone who's playing a sport, they're gonna go right over to them. Oh yeah. Can I play? It was yeah. great. They're unashamed. That. It's like oh they're great kids. Yeah. Just cause we like we like staying together. Cause even this spring I was flying back and forth between Buffalo because again they're in school for right. the spring. Um and my wife is superwoman just holding everything down while I'm gone during the week. But even that is, it was brutal. Just missing baseball practices oh, during the imagine. week or different functions uh, at school or whatever it is. Uh, and so we like to be together as much as we can. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll all go out for the fall. Yeah, I've, I've got, we've got a decent amount of friends, you know, who travel as part of the gig, you know, actors or sports or whatever. And, yeah. and I, you know, I my wife and kids are leaving to go to Minnesota and, next week 
and I'm going to have like five days by myself. The first day I'll be like, oh, man, I'm going to like watch whatever the hell I want and not do any dishes. And then day three, you don't know what the hell to do with yourself. Yeah, and, and then it sets you're in. You're missing and, them. And yeah. then they FaceTime you. And it doesn't seem like they're missing me enough. And then it's about me. And then I'm sad. I'm just, you know. <laughs> what are we going to do when they move away? That's yeah, true. Uh, I'm probably just going to move to Ann Arbor and just watch them go oh, to college. Please don't do that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just pure misery right there. <laughs> um. But, well, let's get into that. You have three kids, two boys that are seven and six, and a beautiful daughter that is three. What do you do for, like, dinner time? Do you do a lot of the cooking? Does your wife do a lot of cooking? Do you split it up? Do you grill? Yeah, we'll split it up. If, if it involves meat in any way, that's that's my job. And so nice. uh, I'll do the, one of my boys. My boy's favorite meal is, is steak. They, oh, uh, nice. they love it. It's just straight up on a grill, a reverse seared even, or... Put it out on the Traeger uh, to get a little smokiness. That's go to. My wife is more of like the the recipes. I hate following a recipe book because I'm too type A yeah. and it needs to be perfect. <laughs> right. Like I would be a good baker, just like proportions are right. Here we go. But like to just throw something together and like mix. No, like that's not me. Let me grill some up. I'll put some asparagus up there. Yep. Or put oh. some veggies on the on the deal and keep it simple. Uh, but yeah, we 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 split it up. Even even mount, I'd, I'd say. So you got a you got a normal grill, and then you got a Traeger. Got a normal barbecue, gas barbecue, and a Traeger. Um, what do you like to smoke on that? Uh, I'm trying. I have not perfected brisket. That's yeah. hard. That is a goal. Uh, that is you got to ruin a lot of briskets. Um, too. You do, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and it gets you upset, and then you like, don't want to do like it. Like Randy's yeah. brisket yeah. almost pisses yeah. me yeah. off, our buddy, because it's it so good. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it, a it's a labor of love. Yeah. Just, with the wrapping and the spraying and yep. the overnight, yeah. So that that's a work in progress. Um, Picanha is one of my favorite. Love oh it. yeah, cuts. yeah, um, very good. I I don't I don't do it on the skewers, like if you're going to Fogo to Chow or something. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, I still think it's just you don't need you just need salt. That's it. And it's, Absolutely, it's, agree. that's salt enough flavor. Um, but ribeyes are hard to beat. Um, God, ribs. I'm so hungry. Yeah. I just had uh, fish tacos on jicama tortillas that my wife made, lovingly, jicama. very healthy. Uh, jicama is like a what is it like a root vegetable? You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And you sort of like get thin, and it just replaces a tortilla. So well, it's actually taking it's a Gwyneth Paltrow recipe. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that. Maybe yeah, look, at, look that up. Yeah, yeah, I love my wife. It's I'm good. Sure, uh, I'm sure your wife knows about it because women love jicama now. Jicama. Yeah, it's H- the H- thing. Jicama like tortillas, but it's not. Any bread or anything in it, just—it's a vegetable. It's a vegetable that you use a mandolin and you you shave it like this, and then you get like a tortilla shape. But it's a vegetable, so like high yeah. fiber, low yeah, carb. Yeah, nice. Yeah, like that 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 real dad bod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, working yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, Less living beer. in living in Orange County, there's some great restaurants down there. Where do you like to go on your date nights with your wife when it's just you two? You have to go out to eat down there. <clears throat> a restaurant. Uh, it's called A Restaurant. <laughs> it's a Newport staple. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, she loves going down to, uh, I don't know if you guys have been down to Lido yep. um, mm-hmm. since they've redone it. Uh, it's incredible. Whether it's Malibu Farms down there, um, Nobu, <laughs> she yep. likes, unfortunately, yep, which is yeah. tremendous. They all like that. They all like it. A yeah. um, few spots on uh, 17th Street down there uh, in Costa Mesa. We love um, 
Country Club is a fun spot. Stays open a little later. Um, and then Mastro's, I'd say, down like sure. Crystal Cove area. Yep. Get the good, seafood good tower. Steak. Yeah, seafood yeah, tower. Nice. Good steak. Um, those are probably some of the tops, I'd say. Nice. Um, your wife's from Orange County. She is. Yeah, we grew yeah. up together. Oh, wow. We met when we were five. That's crazy. How about that? Yeah. So I'm married to my best friend, which is cool. That's great news. That's awesome. That's the way. It, those are the best marriages when yeah. you marry your best friend. Yeah. I did marry my best friend. You're right. It's the best. My brother would like to know uh, how accurate was the show, The O.C.? So The O.C. was was probably peak when I was just a bit too young okay. to watch it. Like two, this, Yeah, this is like 2003. Yeah, I was like 10 years old. And you didn't I wasn't like watching dudes from Chino coming <laughs> in, yeah. <laughs> My mom wasn't really letting me watch yeah. <laughs> all the drama of all that, but... Polo I think looking back, like I, I think the locations, yeah, yeah on, I mean, it's shot down here, so that was on point. Um, I think, I mean, all the drama and all the gossip is probably a bit dramatized. Um, even but, even like Real Housewives of Orange County, that's like right, do you think that's editing, real yeah. of how like right, yeah. everyone is. No, they're, they're whacking the hornet's nest. Yeah, you know? yeah, to, they get them sauced up, yeah. and you know, like give Manhattan them Beach isn't talk just about. everybody. Driving golf carts, eating jicama, and then going to play pickleball. There's other stuff that happens, but if you're yeah, doing a show, yeah, that's what we. But like, show. yeah, but this show highlights everything that's going yeah, on yeah, in the exactly. South Bay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try. Uh, <laughs> with two boys that are basically Irish twins, mm-hmm. how do you handle Kudos. discipline? <laughs> yeah, 14 months apart. We didn't really know what we were doing <laughs> to start. <laughs> uh, d- discipline. Uh, I, we were kind of, we were strict early on and, and I think it paid off because now, I mean, my boys come when called, I'll say their name once, they look my way and if I give them, you know, a finger come here or give them a look, they know, they know what that look means, uh, which is cool as a parent, you know, as a dad to, to see that level of respect, um, from them to me. But I mean, they know that at the same time, I love them with everything inside of me and I'd do anything for them. I mean, tell them that constantly. And so I think that goes hand in hand with, you know, when I say something to them, there's meaning behind it and they know that I have the best in mind for them, whether it's protection for them or it's advice on how to throw a football or a baseball or, you know, how to treat their sister. Um, it's coming from a place of love and, um, sometimes that's a, it's a strict love. Um, sometimes it's, yeah, you know, go, go learn from yourself, uh, what it's like to fall out of a tree or whatever, you know, and you'll, (laughs) you'll, uh, pick yourself up. And so, you know, you let them, I'm not a helicopter dad. I don't think that's good at all. Or when you're always saying no, 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 no. But, um, I think there are, you know, kids crave boundaries to a certain extent. Um, and when they know that, you know, you have their best intentions in mind and they learn to respect that and, and love you for it. That's awesome. Yeah. What are your happiest moments as a dad? So, well, my, f- this is unbelievable. This is actually a pretty cool story. So when John was born, uh, my firstborn, um, he was, so I'm, I'm adopted. And so I don't know if you knew that. So I'm adopted. So when John was born, he was the first blood related person I'd ever met in my entire life. Holy cow. And when he when he came out and I held him for the first time, it hit me like a Mack truck, just like 
first of all, like the level of love a father has yeah. is sure. already like yeah. to the nth degree. And then add that on top of it, and it was it just blew my mind. Oh like, my god! This is Can't like a creation, you know, that we somehow this happened, right. and but the fact that it was like, dude, you're the first person that is a blood related relative or like a, the first blood relation person I've ever met in my entire life blew my mind holy shit so that was incredible as a dad yeah um yeah all their births i mean childbirth is insane oh my God. it is it is crazy it's like the what what the wives go through it's it's beyond they're superheroes but this like the whole it's just it's a miracle i don't know it, tr- it truly is a miracle it's like they have this <laughs> alien and growing inside their belly it's insane. And I was a couple of weeks ago. I just had to have a standard like annual checkup procedure or whatever, and I can't get any sympathy in the house. I had to get an IV. <laughs> yeah. My wife had two C sections. She doesn't need yeah, any of this. Suck shit. it up. Yeah, yeah. Mean, you know what I mean. I was like watching that shit go. Chris, you had a colonoscopy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, it wasn't even a doctor. But anyway, um, it's amazing what they go through and all the things that kind of have. Even though this has been happening for billions of years, right. all the things that have to go right no for this question. to happen, and then it yeah. happens, and they just do it because that's what they're the only ones who can. You're just in awe of it. It's just yeah. you're right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. What lessons did you take from your parents that you apply to parenting today? Love my parents. They were great parents to me. Um, probably a little more strict on us even than I am with my kids. Um, and I love them for it. I mean, they they created um, work ethic in me. You know, my so my dad went to USC as well, and he was a two-time All-American water polo player. So he didn't play football, but he knew what it took to be great in your sport. Um, and a long-distance swimmer, too. So he put in hours, wow. Wow. like hours and hours and hours in the pool. Uh, so knew what it takes to be great and taught me and my brother and my sister just a lot about that aspect, um, whether it's you know down to the littlest things of keeping the garage clean or... Uh, making your bed every morning, just things that, you know, compound right? to where if you're doing the right things, then um, everything else will, will kind of level out. But um, I think my mom taught me uh, a really valuable lesson that she, she just emphasized over and over and over again. Both of them did, but she would always say, she would talk about this concept of delayed gratification. Mainly, it kind of started when I was in high school, I'd say, uh, you know, when I was starting on varsity as a freshman and, you know, there would be like a midweek party or there'd be something going on. And she would just kind of remind me that uh, of what my goals were and what I was looking forward to and what I was trying to accomplish. And that if I neglected that or put it to the side, then I wouldn't be able to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the concept of putting in the work, putting in the time, whether it was school and finishing homework or writing a paper or you know, doing anything I needed to for football or just kind of, you know, just doing the right thing, whatever that means. Um, and being able to enjoy the benefits of that after the fact, Later. you know, because as a high schooler, you're not really aware of like kind of the long-term benefits of of what, what you're doing right now. Um, and so she kind of brought that, you know, to the forefront and helped me in a lot of ways uh, to kind of see that big picture and ro- what was worth it in the moment. Um, which I think helped set me up in college even when there was always something to do, right? Um, and just realizing that, you know, these guys are partying midweek or there's something to do. 
Uh, not that I, you know, didn't have fun with friends, but like my time to party was under the lights, you know, right. on the field. Right. And uh, that I think helped uh, over the years in a lot of different ways. Well, uh, even the delayed gratification today, you're still enjoying a kid's game career. You're still enjoying professional oh, living the, being, living my dreams as exactly. I had as a kid. Yeah. So like even when that's done, then you have a whole nother level of gratification that you're going to have. No question. So that is tremendous parenting advice. Yeah. And like, I, I applaud your mom for doing that because the way to have it, it's not going to sink into every kid. And for you to absorb that and put it into your heart, your family's getting the benefit of it forever. And that's just going to be a great thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. And, you know, as a, at probably at, at the time when I was in high school or even younger, maybe, you know, you get mad at your parents. And then, you know, as a parent, you probably feel you feel bad for like hurting your kids feelings. Right. Or you want them to have fun. And so you kind of let loose in certain areas. And there's a time and a place for, you know, for all that quote unquote fun stuff and to do the right thing. But in my shoes, at least she saw and my dad, they, they saw what what the potential could be at least in my football career or, you know, academics, they, they knew, uh, you know, what was best for me when I didn't and they were pushing me towards that. And so I think as a parent now, I, there, there is a fine line between, you know, letting your kid have fun and do what they want and then also pushing them towards what they're, what they're great at. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to be intentional and know your child to know what they're great at or what their strengths are and what, you know, you could see them doing um but i think it's important not for for parents not to you know say oh he doesn't want to go today like oh okay like we'll stay home like yeah i mean there's there's a time for that if they're you know you're exhausted over a weekend trip or whatever but like if it's just because like right. no like you're going like you're doing this you're yeah. pushing through you're going to learn from this right here and you're going to get better and i mean uh, my seven-year-old uh he's very when i was a kid i was super uh socially awkward i was just afraid of people uh, and he's the same way. Yeah. He just, he wants to know what's happening. He doesn't want to be left alone. And so he had surf camp last week and he didn't want to go. He didn't even know what it was. He just didn't want to go. So I went the first, I was like, dude, we're going. You're going to have fun. Yeah. Sat there. As soon as he showed up, he saw his friends off into the ocean. There you go. I'll see you in three hours. And then this weekend, he was just like diving under waves, like all this stuff that he had learned. And you just got to just say, no, like, I, I know what's best for you and we're doing this and you're yeah. going to love it and you're going to be fine. Like, I'll, you're going to be safe. I'll be there. I love you. So, Did your parents have a big influence in you? Because after your junior year at USC, I think Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper had you as number one quarterback going into that next year, or you could have gone into the draft. And you went back and played your senior year. Is Did your parents have an influence to like, hey, go get your education, finish it out? or No, they didn't sway me either way, but they did. A, they helped me process both sides of that equation or both sides of the coin, you know, whether to stay or leave. And it ultimately that that decision really came down to the fact that we were no longer under NC2A probation and we could finally play postseason. Like that was a one of the probably biggest reasons why I decided to come back. I mean, we had just beaten Oregon up in Autzen, upset them. We beat UCLA fifty to zero to end the year. <laughs> Even that year I like I think we would have won the Rose Bowl and in 2011, just the way we were playing, you know, Robert Woods was rolling, Marquise Lee, we had a ton of talent, uh, TJ McDonald, and all of that combined in the fact that, oh, we can actually, you know, play postseason now, and we have more scholarships back after that year, 
um, that was more so a reason. But they didn't sway me. Uh, even when I committed to SC, they weren't. My dad wasn't. You know, for for all he could have tried to sway me to go to SC, he didn't push me at all. I mean, it, it was clearly the best decision. You know, with Pete Carroll being there and the success and my the way I could just walk in. Um, but he didn't. No, he wanted what was best for me, not what he wanted, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. Do you have any traditions that you um, were raised with that you're trying to add on to your family? I mean, we always try to do big family gatherings. I don't know if that's... Well, you have a great family. Yeah, and and it's kind of always fluid based on, you know, what situation, what, like, time of life you're in, you know, who can make it and what brothers and sisters are in town, what city I'm playing in, (laughs) whether Christmas is available or Thanksgiving is available, you know, my wife's side of the family, but... We do always try to try to celebrate uh, like big moments, um, and whether that's a holiday or you know someone's birthday, even making like a graduation, like when Sam, my brother, graduated from Fire Academy, like we all went up to nice. Boise to to like honor that. So I don't know, that just pops in my head. I don't know if that's a tradition or not, uh, but um, well, that's family value. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mean, that's that, at a that's core part level. Of, yeah, absolutely. Um, Be, yeah, yeah. Are, are you guys playing um, on Thanksgiving this year too? The Bills. We are. Yeah. So Ooh. yeah, we're, we're playing. Uh, I think we play in Detroit. Yeah, really. Well, I'll I look think. This up. I think so. Huh. That's. I mean, um, I, for some reason, I. Th- I mean, I yeah, we open up on my birthday actually in SoFi. Against the Rams Thursday night football. That's your birthday too. That's the first game of the year. Do you need some? Uh, Whoa. Podcasters there, so that's going to be a big hot ticket for. Uh, it's be I'm a sure hot all ticket. all your buddies are going to be there. Your family, regardless be of there. me, I mean, yeah, Bills and Rams, exactly. Super Bowl team. Can, yeah, that's so that's the opening game Thursday. Opening, Rams opening Bills. opening wow. Thursday night game, and then that's going to be huge. We have a ton of primetime games. Uh, not surprising. Of you got the Lions nine thirty uh, in the morning. That's our time. That's on Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving. There you go in Detroit. Yeah. But the Bills play nine thirty in the morning. Uh, our time. Yeah, right, right, but in Detroit. The yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Thanksgiving, you got Packers on Sunday night. Packers are coming to visit. Um, you got the that's the Rams game. Yep. This is a crazy schedule. Yeah, there was another. You got Bengals Monday Night Football. There you go. Yeah, that's gonna be huge. Bedtimes and routines. Do you? Do, oh do yeah. You, I mean, like you're you're in the. I know that. Those so are I, my favorite times. Yep. Go ahead. Because, you know, I often leave before the kids wake up in the morning. And then I come home kind of right at that time usually, um, at least in season. And I love those times. We'll wrestle. We'll read books. We'll uh, tell stories. Even Bella, my daughter, hops in on the wrestling now. And she, oh, loves, nice. she loves being a Drop part of elbow. it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she's the, 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 the uh, king. To, I don't know queen. how the name started. But I do this thing called Daddy Donkey where I I just get on all fours and I like just kind of march. Oh yeah. Making donkey sounds in a circle. <laughs> and the boys get two laps to try to bring me down. Oh no way. And together? if they do, yeah, they can work together. And if they do, then they get um if they haven't had dessert, they get dessert or they get something a little extra that night. How often do they take you down? They never have. Ah, they love trying. I, yeah, oh. I, I give them every opportunity, but uh, it has not happened yet. So let's hear the donkey they, sound. What, what, let's hear it. YouTube donkey sound. That's what it sounds like. Come on, like. come on, let's hear it. 
Yeehaw. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Just like that. that is but, awesome. But they try they try to take me down. Uh I it, but it's a good lesson in teamwork too, because one can't do it by himself. So yep. I t- try to tell him go for one goes for one arm, the other for the other arm. Yep. But oh my god, you're still too it's strong. Like in Star Wars, the ad ad or the call. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's off. Yeah, she kind of she'll be in there sometimes hanging, or she just wants a little break. She'll yeah. Be oh, like, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Get go out do, of here. Go yeah. do your donkey yeah. thing for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. That's awesome. What is it with kids? They just want to hurt their dad. Like they just get a kick out of it. Like because he's s- a superhero. Yeah. That every dad is a superhero at yeah. that age. They think I'm stronger than Hulk. I'm yes. better than Iron Man. And I'm, I'm going to keep that narrative yeah, as yeah. long keep as it I going. can. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, f- final question that I have, and Chris, if you have anything, please go ahead. Um, what does being a dad mean to you? Dude, you're teaching life to people, to little people who don't know anything. Like it's the ultimate. Well, I've I've always taken the approach as a quarterback that the best way to learn is to teach. Yeah. Like if you start teaching like a younger player the offense, just naturally by regurgitating information that you already know, you're reinforcing that to yourself. So applying that to children, like you're, I'm learning through almost all of this, and it's one of the best ways to hold yourself accountable too, because kids see right through. Big time. Everything. They yep. watch everything you do. They listen. Like, my boy will recollect something I said, like, two weeks ago. He's like, well, you said this about the certain situation. Oh. I'm like, all right. You're right. I'll hold you to it. And, and, and it holds you accountable. And so I think, you know, being a father is, is it's incredible. Uh, it holds you accountable. It allows you to, to instill, um, you know, that, that next generation. Um, but it's just an opportunity to love on someone uh, in just a completely different way because, you know, the love you have for your wife is, um, you know, one form of love, but then just that kind of like agape love where it's unconditional and, like, you jump in front of a bullet for them. Absolutely. It's just something you can't really experience. You can maybe manufacture it, I guess, in a friendship like a deep, deep friendship, but it's not the, like it's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, you're not prepared for it. No. And and then you wonder what the hell was I ever worried about before this? Yeah. Right? Like yeah. You know, when you're 30 and it's like, oh, it's Saturday and oh, I got to go to brunch. We can't, can't get a reservation. It's like you don't have any problems whatsoever. No. You know. No. And yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's beautiful. It's crazy. It's beautiful. I yeah. see you getting you know very emotional with that, and it, it it's it. Matt, to to get to know you is 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 an honor, and to now watch you blossom as a dad is even even better. And I think that um, you know we wish you nothing but the best in the rest of your football career, and obviously the most success as a continuing dad, um, you know, of three. And uh, are, are you done? With done, 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 done. Oh. Oh, he's, he's got three. He had his baby girl, and that he's done. Cut yeah. off, Dead, done. Daddy's girl. Yeah, <laughs> daddy's girl done. <laughs> well, uh, it was awesome. Um, well, thank you guys. That was no, great. thank Anything you, else, man. Chris? This is great. No, I just think uh, I've always been a massive fan. Um, I love the Bills. I love cold weather cities. I'm going to be rooting for you like crazy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been an honor. It's been fantastic. Love it, boys. Yeah, well, uh, listen, everyone. Thanks for taking time to listen to Dad's Night Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Network. Please like and share with a friend or two that you think would enjoy this ridiculous banter, because after all, Dad's Night is where ridiculous becomes reality.
Thanks, Tommy, everybody. Tommy, do oh, we yeah. have an Instagram handle? Wait, hold on. Yeah, we have to plug. Also, you have a lot of sponsors yeah. for you. So let's start plugging <laughs> your sponsors. All my plugs. Here you yeah, go here for you the go. next 10 minutes. No. I mean, my Instagram? Yeah, Matt Barkley. It's pretty simple. Got it. Okay. And um, you can find us at Daz Night Podcast on Instagram. Please like and tell a friend or two to like us. You can email us at daznightpodcast at gmail.com. That's it. I think those are all of them. Do you have anything else to plug? You got any other products? I mean, I love this setup for this podcast. I, I've run one myself called uh, Making Bread. It's more of an investing NFT crypto nice. podcast that I kind of just do on the side. Um, Wait, we're, are you doing that with Liner? He was on the most He was on last episode. week. I just saw him put it on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Nice. Because um, he just started an NFT company. Okay. Kind of dealing with NIL stuff, but that's just kind of like a side deal I do. Making um, Bread. Making Bread. Okay. Nice. Let's follow that, everyone. Yeah. That's about it. And is that on Apple Podcasts? It's everywhere. Okay, so same thing. Wherever awesome. you listen to your podcast. Yep, Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Google. Just go in there and making bread with Matt Barkley. That's awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Thanks, everybody. Peace.